That's crazy. Seattle, uh, where we're going, Olympia, first time. So, well, I'm, yeah. I'm a, like as a transplant myself. It was uh, Washington is all right. It's all right. Yeah. Like it's um, uh, it's weird though. Like hip hop wise, especially though, but like, it should it should crack for you though because they love the bass sound up here. And like when yeah. I heard, like when you said it, you was like, I'm from the Bay. I told my wife that like, I was like, yo, I can hear it. Like the yeah, music, yeah, I can yeah. hear it in the music, but it's yeah. not like typical hyphy sound. Mm-hmm. Right, it's, right, it's got right. That bass, bass elements to it. So like I right. love that shit though. Like um, yeah. I let me let me stop bullshit. Uh, of course, I was recording all of that because I just don't give a fuck. And I'd be like, yeah, let's put all the bullshit into it. Don't matter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yo, what it is? One two one two. Y'all tuned in to Panther Politics. I am your host, Seven the Panther, a.k.a. Young Bunchy Carter, a.k.a. a lot of other shit you probably shouldn't call me to my face. All right, so <laughs> last night I was at Cafe Red in Seattle. Uh, my man Lyric Divine reached out to me and said, hey, man, look, I got some great guys coming through, and I, I think we can use you on the bill. Um, so I went, and I, I know one of these guys already. There's the Madhouse. What's going on? Chilling, chilling. Thank you know for saying? having us, man. No doubt, no doubt. So once I once I see he was involved with it, I already knew it was gonna be some dope shit. Um, then I got there and I got the shock of my life. Uh, this guy that has been standing in the building this whole time, he's just kind of like chilling, doing his thing. And I'm like, yo, who's D Sloan? Who's D Sloan? He was like, that's him right there. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you <laughs> couldn't he tell. Gets on the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know. I, like, I couldn't see his shirt. Like, I was yeah. just seeing him, like for the side profile from where I was standing, and I was like, what? Okay. And uh. I was like, he's not a very big guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> then he gets on the stage and this Titanic thing happens. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Okay. And then he says, I'm going to bring my man AU up. And I seen him standing in the crowd with the AU. And it's crazy because they have um, a squad called Alchemy Union in, in Seattle that goes by AU. So um, when I saw the shirt, I thought he was from Seattle and he was just part of their squad. I didn't know he was with y'all. So uh, then he got up there and I was like, fuck. <laughs> Why does everybody have to be dope? Uh, <laughs> like, like sometimes when you go to a show, you be waiting for somebody to be whack just so you can laugh about it. <laughs> like, it was crazy. But D. Sloan, what's going on? Yo, what's going on, brother? Thank oh, you for having man. us, man. It's been a pleasure to uh, come to the state and rock with uh, rock with you guys and you showing love. I just appreciate being here. So. Oh, no doubt, man. Yeah. So you said it's your first time in Washington? Uh, well, like doing the music thing, you no know, doubt. so... I'm just absorbing everything, seeing what Washington has to offer, and, and rocking with. I'm glad we connected. So cool people, good vibes, yeah. and a lot of really good weed too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I hate to bring it up for all of you non-legal state people. <laughs> oh, I'm legal. I'm, I'm, I am legal in Arizona. No doubt. I went ahead and paid a ticket and got yeah, it. I was yeah. like, yeah, I need that. I yeah. need my weed. No doubt. So, yeah. Like, yeah, I went and got I'm legal in Arizona. So I'm legal pretty much everywhere I travel. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yes. Now, is the weed legalization, like, me moving into it um, is kind of crazy. Like, me and my wife came out um, probably a couple years before we decided to actually move here. And uh, we were walking through downtown Seattle, and there were guys just standing along the building blazing up. And I was like, Yo, yeah, something's wrong. This can't really be happening. Like, what's going on? Here? Um, but it's crazy, man. So, like, how how is it? How has it changed? Like the way things operate? Because I know, like, especially here uh, at the hip hop shows, like a lot of times we'll just stand right outside in front of the club and smoke, like after we perform or whatever. 
Like, I'm coming from North Carolina where we're, like, hiding behind the club, like, in the trunk of the car, like, with the, the shit. Or hotbox in the car. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hotbox in the yeah. car. Everybody gets out smelling like a Bob Marley concert. <laughs> like, how, is, how does the weed thing affect how y'all, how y'all move out here on the west side? Because, like, I, I don't know. I'm still new to it. <laughs> um, I think it opens up opportunity uh, because there's always there was always a hidden demographic of weed smokers. I was one of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so now that you know, like, for instance, when I got here, I rolled my little backwood up, put the weed away. I was like, oh, smoked it. I'm like, I'm going to leave this here. And he's like, did you bring the weed? I'm like, what you mean? No, I didn't bring the weed. <laughs> so we stopped the car and I ran back in and got the weed, you know. So just having that, I mean, and it's one of those things, like one of the things that are important is touching the people. When you can touch the people and like, oh, he smoked like I smoke, he smoked what I smoke. It just opens up and then everybody knows when you, food tastes better, music tastes better, everything sounds better when you're high. Um, and so the earth. So I think it opens up just that demographic. That it allows you, and then when you, it allows you to tell those stories that you might only tell when you was high. You know what I mean? So I think that yeah. it helps out a lot. I think we all have things that happen when we're high that we'd rather not talk about when we're high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when you get high, it just yeah. kind of like blows out of you. Like it's yeah. all good. Yeah, it just brings it brings a lot of people together that mm-hmm. you never thought. You know, you would you know all different kind of cultures, people nice. from different backgrounds, and you guys get to you know talk to you know you, you get high and then you talk about you end up noticing that you guys got a lot in common you, you never would have known that so it brings people together oh, i think awesome. it definitely relaxes and diffuses a lot of stuff because uh, i mean i've been traveling we had a guy from uh, montana and you know we go we a no-no there right yeah, no so doubt. we took him you know he came out here he went to cali and then we went to denver where it's you know in denver you could walk down the street and he's rolling up, the cops roll up, you know, they just pass up parking, they're just parking money, you know, but then Scott literally throws it at me. Hey, that's not mine. I'm like, bro, it's all good. So I start breaking it down. I start breaking it down. The cops are, how you guys doing or nothing? He's like, they just like they didn't say anything. They're not gonna arrest us. Like, nah, bro, it's legal. Like here, take oh, your stuff back. Stop throwing stuff at me. <laughs> but he literally, he went like this. His instinct. I was like, oh, I know what type of cat you are in Montana. Yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, he's okay. rolling up. He's like, it's hey, not mine. <laughs> this is not mine. No, it's crazy. We went to a, a beat battle out in Jazz Bones here in Tacoma. Uh, when we came out, they just got a visit, and we were standing on the corner, and my my homeboy Kev, his brother, starts rolling up. And we, he lights it and we start smoking it. It's literally a cop right across, like directly across at the corner. And me and my wife both like hitting it on the low and like dipping it behind our back and smoking. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, it's like, yo, what are you doing? <laughs> you're like, yo, man, the police right there. It's like, man, they don't, give, they don't give a fuck about this blank. What's wrong with you? Oh, man. So, the tour. Motivate and navigate tour. Yeah. Okay. Tell me why. Motivate and navigate. Uh, motivate and navigate. Basically, it symbolizes being self-motivated. Whatever you're doing in life, you have to be able to have that umph inside you to be able to go out and do what you want to do. Nobody's gonna just hand you something. In most cases, at least, you got to go out and work for it. See? So it got to come from you, and you got to navigate through the fakes and the snakes while you're doing that. So that's the whole theme of the project, um, just to inspire, push people to do what they want to do, feel good about doing it, and and just blossom from there. Inspiration is something I, I, yeah. I deal a lot from what I heard from you. Like, I was like, okay, so it, like, inspiration is a big thing for them. Like, um, yeah. And of course, uh, we recently seen the, the passing of a very, very motivational guy, a right. very inspirational guy to, to a lot of us. Um, 
I don't. I'm, now, of course, I'm not saying fill in shoes or anything, anything of that nature. That, right, that's right, just, right. I'm not asking anybody. But um, like, what do you see as far as you leaving? I know you left the Bay and, you, and now you're in Arizona. Arizona. Um, yeah. Like, how long have you been in Arizona? I guess I probably. Uh, I've years. been in Arizona for about seven years. Seven years. Yeah, now? I moved okay. there in 2012. So um, it's definitely a different, a little adjustment, but uh, I've grown to. to you know, learn and build in the community and, and, and right. settle there. So it's it's cool. I'm we're all settled there. Okay, so that, that was gonna be the question. Yeah, like, yeah, as yeah. far as like being connected with the community there. Yeah, like, I yeah, know yeah. Sometimes when you move to a new location, it takes yeah, it takes time to kind of yeah. It, it, it basically, I had to start over from scratch moving there. But you know, with time, you go out and talk to people, and you you know you start getting around like-minded individuals, True. and then you start you know building from there. So. Yeah, definitely Arizona. Uh, definitely embedded with that community. Like Phoenix, all yeah, all that. It's hotter, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. De- definitely hot. It's Shout out to my brother Maurice. He lives out of Mesa. What up? I ain't seen this guy in probably ten years. But, uh. It's ninety four. <laughs> it's ninety four degrees out there. The high right now. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm happy I'm over here. Had a flashback to football practice. Like, come on, uh, yeah, they canceled oh, two yeah. days in Arizona. I'm, I'm yeah, from yeah, Arizona. Yeah, they yeah, it's legal. You what? cannot have a league by law. You cannot have two day practices. That's at the college level too. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, ASU has one day's everybody in yeah. Arizona. You know what? I wish somebody told my college coach that it was illegal to do that in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you can't make them run that much. This yeah. is against the law, man. And Des, you still in the you still in the bay, right? Yep. Okay. So mm-hmm. I mean, I know you do like hella stuff out there. You you're like the Bob the Builder of the. <laughs> I like, never like, heard that one. <laughs> I never heard. He's got all the tools and building all this shit. Like I mean, uh, just run it down. Like what all, what all are you involved well, in? Now? It's funny because that's where my alias, the Mad Hatter, came from. I do happen to wear a lot of hats in the industry okay. in the Bay Area. Uh, we have our own FM radio station that we uh, do with CBS Radio, which is now Intercom. And we have, you know, we're on the actual FM airways, but the thing that we're doing is um, we started out the podcast, then we went to the college radio station, and, you know, we did our own online thing, iTunes and all that. And then um, the FM just opened up bigger doors because for the last six years, I'm the only one actually interviewing and playing unknown nobodies, independent acts, whatever you want to call them, on the FM airway. These guys... You, whether you you don't even have to be from the Bay Area, you know, like I play his this long stuff before we actually linked up and you know, yeah. so like when I go on tours and meet people or like I see acts like yo your music's dope let me play you know sometimes, you know cats will be like oh no nah, you're not really gonna play it. I go no just give it to me I even give you a little link you know I'll send you a shout out, but um we've had the honor with the LOC who's not here right now because he's sick, um, but shout out to the LOC we've been playing. Our show is just basically three hours of nonstop independent. And the thing about it is like every day that we're on air, like you could tune in today and you hear a set list that, you know, it's not even pre-programmed. Like we're actually mixing music in there live. Like, yo, somebody called in this playlist. And then the next day you tune in and it's like a whole different set list. Like you That's ain't even hear, you, not yeah. one song was identical to the same thing. Or like, you know how, you know, I work for the FM station. So, I mean, no, no dig to them, but I know how corporate, like, oh, yes. I know, Right now, I know in 30 days what song is going to play at what time after what commercial after, you know, this and that. We don't do that. We don't even format. We go in and we don't even know what we're going to play. We just be, you know. Sometimes that's the best way to do it. You it is. You just feel the show as you go. Yeah. Yeah, um, the Bay Area right now, we just got shouted out by Uber and Lyft a lot because their drivers were, like, tuned into our station because they're like, yo, it's like we're hearing, like, different stuff. Like, I've never heard the same song twice. 
and like they call in and like, yo, you guys are keeping my, you know, it's midnight, it's one a.m. Like, oh, you guys are keeping me up right now. Or like, oh, you know, my my rides, my lift ride says wanted me to call and say shout out, thank you for oh, you know the playlist. Yo. So, man, I mean, that was just <laughs> <laughs> yo, so, that's man, crazy. So you, you are you in like San Francisco? Or you Oakland? Or I'm in San Francisco. San Francisco. I'm uh, intercom. I'm gonna tell you something. I don't mean any diss to you when I say this. I absolutely fucking hate your city. <laughs> I get it a lot out here. I get it a lot out here. Now, um, I, I, when I first got here, I went on the, uh, I went on the, um, what was the name of it? I can't remember. I went on tour with Razz and McElroy when I first got here. Mm-hmm. Okay, we get to San Francisco. I've never been to San Francisco in my life, so I'm like, okay, bang. I'm going to San Fran. I heard about the Fillmore, and then blah, 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 and I'm going to go see all of this shit. I get to San Francisco, and I'm downtown. Now, mind you, I don't know shit about the Bay Area, really. All I know is Oakland, and that's only because of my Panther yeah. study. Okay. But, um, so the people were, like, extra snooty with me. Oh, and you I was downtown. Like, I was like, what the? F- hey, man, where are we? They was like, San Francisco. And then... I, I was driving this car that was a stick shift, which is a bad idea in San Francisco. Yep. Yeah. So I went up about two or three hills, and then all of a sudden it was like, Skirt, hey, look, somebody else take the wheel, bro. I can't do this shit. I'm done. I'm over it. Oh, I saw a guy riding a bike down the street, butt-ass nigga. You must have been in the, in the other district. <laughs> there's I was a district. Like, what in the hell there's a district because you know we don't have boroughs, we don't have South Side, North Side. We have districts. You know, right. I'm from the Mission District, and then they have you know the Downtown District, the Fillmore District. Right. Where there happens to be a district out there that's very colorful, and you're allowed to be very pretty colorful. much. You could be outside sipping tea, butt naked, and no one can tell you nothing because it is allowed in that district. As long as you put your little napkin down, because you know, they don't want no butt juice or nothing. Like <laughs> but you can, you can be out there. They even have, I'm they so even dead have, right they now. got tea shops. Okay, you know how there's Starbucks and all that stuff, right? You right. can pull up a tea shop, order yourself a latte and all this, and the barista who brings it up to you is like literally, they got pasties on. That's all they're wearing. It's, yeah, it's, it's Yeah, it's interesting. It's yeah. Let's see, I thought it was weird that they had the bikini reasons here in Washington. Or the topless ones. <laughs> yeah, and it's crazy because I'm like, dog, it's only warm in Washington like five months out of the year. What the fuck do y'all do the rest of the time? Oh, no. the, over there, we got them pasties. Oh, man, pasties. see, it's warm all the time. The Catholic <laughs> is going crazy with it. Oh, my God, that's wild. But, yeah, it, it, just the district you were in is not. It, it's like the more high uppity snobby oh, yeah. one, so... I got off the wandering and shit, and I got a bad habit of doing that. So, like, when I come to Arizona, y'all, please don't let me roam nowhere to get me murdered, because I got a bad habit of just going off and like, I'm going to go find the ghetto. Let me go talk to the people. Um, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with me, but, uh, <laughs> so, now, are you, you're from Arizona. I'm from Phoenix. Yeah. From Phoenix, okay. So, now, that's different in itself, because for a long time, I didn't think black people came from Phoenix, or from Arizona at all. You know what? I actually live in Phoenix, and when I tell people I'm from Phoenix, they're shocked. I'm like... How are you shocked you live in Phoenix? Like, people that they're shocked. I'm rare. Um, I was born in South Phoenix, and that would be our hood. But I wasn't there long, so I'm not going to act like that. So I was born there. <laughs> My parents like, yeah, we're going to move out of here. So we moved out. Actually, and I actually moved to Spokane, Washington. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm very familiar with the Northwest. So, like, this is home to me. Like, we uh, stay in SeaTac before the kingdom was uh, imploded. Take pictures. We had a little colorful. I mean, Sean Kim was one of my favorite gospel players, so... I spent a lot of time up here, but yeah, I was born in Phoenix, moved to West Side, then I actually ended up going to college at San Diego State. So yeah, so that's where I started rapping. That's kind of where I got a lot of my identity. So 
Um, a lot of Southern Southern California influence. I lived there for eight years, and I ended up moving back. And you know, for him, but yeah, Phoenix is not that many black people there. So I would say West Side, East Side, North Side. As far as that, that's when there's no black people. It's like we're really like they really push us in the middle. So you fly into Phoenix to drive out of Phoenix. Yeah, Phoenix is like that's pretty much how Phoenix works now. Like you drive, you fly in to drive out, unless you're. Of color, but you know, my grandma lives on 7th Street, <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm staying in Phoenix, you know what I mean? That's where, you know, your donuts and chicken, they got donuts and chicken out there, that's crazy, shit like that. So, like, yeah, like, like yeah, it's very, uh, yes, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. so, if you can uh, kind of play out, like, how they're thinking out there, we're kind of behind on times, yeah. or maybe we're in the future, however you spin it, I don't know, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's already, yeah. So, yeah, so donuts and chicken, warm donut and chicken, and some fried chicken. Is it good? I haven't tried. I still I go to Lolo's. It's chicken. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm full, full blown. So I go get my chicken and waffle Lolo's. No, I haven't tried. I haven't, but it's on 24 C and Jefferson. Jefferson, but no, I'm chicken and waffle Lolo's. I go eat that. But yeah, so it's it's interesting. We're trying to figure it out. You know, hip hop wise, everything. We're still creating the culture. So he said. Now, chicken and waffles, I went to uh, Roscoe's in mm-hmm. Hollywood, I think, yeah. Uh, my, like, my homeboy, Edomad, you know Edomad. Mm-hmm. Edomad Assassin, he lives in Tarzana. I was like, yo, so I had to do an interview in L.A., and I'm like, yo, E, I'm hungry. He's like, what you want? I was like, let me try this chicken and waffles shit. He was like, all right, meet me at Roscoe's. Sends me the address. I hop a lift, go to the Roscoe's and meet him there, bro. I walk in, and inside my mind, chicken and waffles taste one way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I expected it to taste to be one thing. And I started eating it, man. And I, I, I promise that I probably look like I just got out and, and had been on, like, a hunger strike for the last month of my bid. I was going in. Like, yeah, man. Yo, yeah. I, they was looking at me like, yeah. where's he from? He can't be from around here. Yeah. like that. Like, I'm for the bomb. Yeah. But, hey, bro, I'm Definitely. telling you, I, I have officially, they want to be over. I'm, I'm, every time I go to LA now, I gotta go. Around. Yeah, Roscoe's. Yeah, Roscoe's. Yeah. Like they, you don't even need syrup on your waffles. If like it's yeah. already cinnamon in there, you know what yeah, I mean? That flavor is crazy. Yeah, Roscoe's flavor is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oakland actually, um, they had one of the original Roscoe's before it we went down south. Mm-hmm. Now it's called Grandma's Kitchen, but their recipe is kind of similar to Roscoe's because of course they, you know, they were all the same. But it's, I think it's a little bit better. You know, honestly, it's honestly, yeah, grandma's kitchen, man. They're chicken, and it's a lot bigger portions for a reason because it's still, it's it's not a chain, it's a mom and pop. So you're paying like six bucks for a big ass plate instead of you know going, especially the one in Hollywood, you're paying a little bit. I'm glad I wasn't paying for it. He was like, Yo, leave me here, I got you. I'm like, we just went to it about two weeks ago because we were on tour and the guys had never tried it and I was like it's a novelty thing now because it's like everybody wants to go to Roscoe's now yeah, exactly, it's a name yeah. thing but their, their food's still good but it's just the prices have just gone up. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I was like blown away when I saw it. Man, that's crazy. So I I guess I should probably ask this first. How long have you been rapping? What, what made you want to start rapping? And I guess more importantly what's your What's your end game as far as the music is concerned? Um, well, well, I've been, I've been writing for over ten years. So uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> no, no, me too. Yeah, I've been writing for over ten years, but uh, really, when I started really investing, really like going out and doing things, probably, uh, probably about five years ago. Okay. So, uh, basically, it cre- I, it creates a platform for me where I can. Uh, 
project, like I said, positivity, inspiring. That's always been my thing, just to try to preach, to have a message and some, not really preach, but just have a message and that people can follow and relate to. Um, so I just been doing that and, and trying to use my platform the right way ever since. So uh, my end game, I just want to be able to, to be my own boss and empower people that you can do the same thing if you stay down till you come up. So uh, that's that's what I'm about is just trying to spread that out. Loving that. Yeah. That's, we yeah. need more. Of that. We need to have a, <laughs> we need to have a, a, a better mindset um, as a whole as far as as far as having that mindset. Are you so. familiar with uh, Brad Simone at all? No. Okay. The, the only reason I ask is you from what you just said you remind me quite a bit of him. He's a um, he's an artist from Seattle. Okay. Um, he's probably outside of Macklemore and I'd say maybe Gifted Gab and Jay Park who, who all have like commercial record deals. Yeah. Um, as far as the independence though, Raz is probably the biggest rapper in Seattle. Okay. Um, he, he runs Black Umbrella, but he's also, he's very motivational because he's, he's like, yo, I don't, I've never taken a dime from a record label. At one point he wouldn't even sell his music. Like he was like, I'm just gonna give it away. Like I'll, I'll keep pressing the CDs and I'll just give them to you because I just want you to hear it. Um, he made a lot of his money touring and doing other stuff that I can't talk yeah. about on the podcast. But, you know? um, I've never no. got the pleasure of meeting oh, him or okay, like bump, you know, picking each other's brains, but I have heard of him. Okay. I mean, since I come up here so much, that oh, yeah, name, yeah, you can, and then no everybody's like, Ed, you're doing the same thing he's doing. I was like, oh, well, yeah. I, I need to meet this guy. Yeah, yeah man, he's a, he's a great guy, man, but like, hearing what you just said, like, you yeah. definitely puts me in the same mind frame, because his, his whole goal is pretty much uh, to motivate the people, especially from the CD in Seattle, Central District of Seattle, uh, yeah. kind of to reach them more than what they, you know, there's a lot of gentrification going on in there right now. They're pushing a lot of people out. Yeah. He's like, yo, stand your ground. Let's start, like, making ourselves financially sound so we can buy right. more hood and keep right. them out. Right, you know right, so, right, right, right. Um, that's a big thing. Now, I'm, I'm not sure how, I've technically never been to Phoenix. I yeah. flew into Oh, so you flew into one of the smaller? Smaller, smaller. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, Mason. Like, Mason. Over, layover, and then I was out. Like, I, yeah. I never had a chance to really run, really run around it. So, I mean, like, what is, like, the... I know you said there's not a lot of black people in Phoenix. Oh, you um, go over South Side. It's, it's so, real, yeah. yeah. South Side? Yeah, South Side, yeah. South Side, um, Maryville, Glendale. Mm, yeah. Um, it's literally... It, it's just, like, what they do is, like, any other place, they put them all closed. Like, you, I can literally walk across the street and be in Glendale. In the next, I walk and be in Maryville. Um, and go to the south side from Maryville. I can go south, walk across the street south of Maryville, pretty much. I feel like these borders are like that. And walking to Phoenix, of course, you're going to drive and find other neighborhoods, but yeah. they meet so close. It's like, and then it's the same thing. You pay neighborhoods against each other. Um, we're more so race based, it's more conservative state. So if there's going to be any, like, I'm not really too um, involved with. Street life out there. I grew up in. I kind of my boys all are from California, um, but it's for me. I've always seen race issues. There's a lot of race issues. Um, for instance, our our marijuana, our policies, our gun laws are terrible. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree. It's, if anything, like right now, I think right now is for as far as the people, black brown is probably the most unified Phoenix has been, because they're 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 gentrifying like they're like crazy. Like the, it's, it, the gentrification thing is real. It's going on everywhere. Um, so I can say that I, there's not too many in our in Phoenix used to push black versus 
Mexican, black versus Hispanic. It was big. That's all. Like it wasn't gangs with bloods because we have those, but I mean it's Phoenix. So, but it's really like oh, you got the Mexican gang, you got your black gang. I can go to that black neighborhood. I can go to that Mexican neighborhood. Like that's really how they push in the Phoenix. Wow. Just, yeah. So like in yeah. like like I'll like I'll go to Food City. Food City is a Hispanic grocery store, and like you're your top to like you know, but like the white people can go anywhere. Yeah. And we all kind of like, oh, right, shoot, yeah. here comes the white man. And then <laughs> it spreads open. So that's kind of where Arizona is. So with this hip hop, yeah. Uh, and, then, and then he's, and what he's talking about is kind of the same. I live in a small town called Maricopa. And it still has that small town feel. But since it's more affordable in that area, there's a lot more of our people, black and brown, moving in there. And uh, the, the white people that are living there. They're, you know, they're not used to all this change happening so fast, so you oh, still have a, all the yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like I got into it, uh, I actually have a racist Russian neighbor who's mad that he has two black neighbor, black families living next to him. He got two L's. He races and Russian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bro, you, you yeah. already lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's um, it, it's definitely interesting out there, especially coming being from the Bay Area and moving out there. It's it's a culture change because so people. Are or, or I was born in Hayward. Hayward, okay. Hayward yeah, which is uh, about 10, 15 minutes from Oakland. Oh, um, okay. So, okay. yeah. So going moving to Arizona is just a totally it's different. So I wrote do uh, what is it Vallejo. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was kind of living for Eboy. I was like, really. Everybody. We got there kind of early. We got there kind of early. Like we were, we were going to San Fran. Uh, we still had like two days before the show, so I'm just kind of hanging. And uh, I got a homeboy that lives in Santa. Is it, is it close to Vallejo? Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa. That's mm-hmm. what it is. He lives in Santa Rosa, and I was like, Yo, I'm coming to see you. He was like, right, I'm at work right now, so just you know, waste some time. I'm like, No doubt. I'm about to go to Vallejo. He was like, Be careful, but go. I was like, Where? So I'm dipping through Vallejo and I'm just riding around. I'm like, hey, anybody see E40? <laughs> anybody see E40? Like, I want to meet this man. Like, what's up? Um, he actually lives in Dublin. He's got a fat place in Dublin, but he's, still, he's still in Vallejo line. Yo, that's cr- it's crazy, though, because I, I didn't. Um, we, we often talk about the power of hip hop music. And if it's any testament to how powerful hip hop is, I can go to almost any city, any state in this country. And, and like I was saying, I was saying when I was talking to Alice, like, oh shit, y'all were here, so y'all heard it. But like, I, I know what's popping in most places already mm-hmm. because of the rappers that I listen to from those cities. Um, so when I go to the Bay, I kind of know what to look for, or I know where to stay away from, or um, not even necessarily stay away from, but just know where the hot spots are. You know what I'm saying? Um, it, it was interesting in Oakland, though, because I had uh, my tour guide, as I call her, she's actually one of my best friends in the world. I was like, yo, uh, I need to go to all of these locations. And I have this long list of spots from Black Panther history that I wanted to go to in Oakland. And uh, she took me to all of these places and I videotaped all of it. But the one thing that I noticed the most was everywhere that I stopped and told people that's what I was doing, um, like they were really open. They really embraced it. Hey man, hey, that's dope. Hey, and, and you know over there, it's not documented, but over there such and such happened. And oh yeah, and up the block right there, such and such happened. And I'm like, what? So I, I'm, you know, I'm getting pieces of it that you don't necessarily get in the book. Um, so I love the Bay, man. Y'all, y'all are great out there. Even San Francisco, I don't hate y'all. Just flatten the fucking road out some. <laughs> the fuck? And stop people riding around naked on bikes. That should creep you out when you come there. But, um, yeah, 
that's just wild, bro. So I mean, like, so y- y'all are in uh, in Arizona, you're still in the Bay. Now I know you. you the last time I saw you, you were with a like a whole different collection of, of people. Just so, last week, about yeah, a week it was ago. A whole different collection of people. So I mean, like, so what do you, like? Do you just like facilitate the tour and well, kind of just? What happened was one of the things that happened from the Madhouse has been around for over 15 years. We started as an independent record label with myself as an artist and a bunch of others in the collective. Um, now everybody's kind of doing their own thing and it's kind of bigger, you know, one working with Nate the Great, shout to Kid Rated R. Then we got my other homie who's still doing stuff, you know, of course, with the crypto doing stuff and like everybody's on their own channel. So then I kind of laid back because I, I had kids at an early age, you know, how early? Well, my youngest just turned 19, my oldest is 27. So I couldn't, I couldn't be doing the hip hop stuff and being at the studio. Once my kids, you know, grew up, and once, you know, thankfully I'm officially divorced, um, I got back <laughs> into it. I got back into it with the with the music, and I started kind of like navigating uh, artists, you know, like people who I was feeling like, yo, who's running the paperwork, you know, your simple stuff that other people I weren't teaching, who's booking your gigs, this and that. So I started doing it, and I started throwing my own shows just because a lot of venues didn't want to open the doors, you know, like we don't know AU, who's AU. Well, he's with me, he's rocking with me with the Madhouse. All right, well, if it's a Madhouse event, then they're welcome. So I started throwing, you know, my own Madhouse event. So the name started building up. From there, I was like, yo, man, we need an outlet. Like, I, you know, shout out to the big homie Chewy Gomez and Victor Saragossa. They were my radio mentors. I was like, yo, man, play these guys, play these guys. They're like, well, you know, politics. This was before I got into radio. Politics, we came, we came. I was like, well, throw it into, you know, the mix or something. Even though, yeah, they don't get credit. You know, that's how hyphy movement died, you know. Yeah, they were playing hype music on the radio but when a DJ mixes it and spins it that doesn't mean you're getting your royalties and your spinatrons and all that so I was like I mean this isn't fair like so I started doing my own podcast registered it Madhouse ENT everything and I was actually on spinatron so every time I play some of these things yo I'm gonna give this guy his credit you know bam I'm play, I'm keep playing and just get these guys royalties and everything so, you know, it got picked up. FM radio was like, you guys are phenomenal. You know, blah, blah, blah. fast forward, we're in the FM, six, seven, we're about to be seven years now. Contract was, I'm gonna go on the FM, not nah, okay, but I'm not selling out. I want my same show, the Madhouse show, which is unformatted. We're not gonna run commercials. And even now, when you come as an artist, I won't allow you to tell me how much your ticket sales are. You can say, oh, I'm performing tomorrow at the Regency, you know, check the ticket sales online. Only because I don't want that commercial stuff. Because then that's when people say, like, yo, here's 50 bucks, run my ad. Or can you do a promo? Like, I'm trying to keep it commercial, independently free. So that was the contract. It's been going, you know, they're liking it, our numbers are looking good. From there, and I, some of the artists I started getting close to. I was like, man, you got potential. Like, I need, I need to start, you know, getting you out, getting you out. I was like, well, Dad, won't you manage? It's like, nah, that's like babysitting. Fuck that. He's like, no, you should manage. You should. Real talk. Not everybody, you know, not everybody. Shout out to the last three tours I've had. Y'all were perfect in the tour I'm on right now, but some of y'all had a babysit. Um, so I started managing artists, you know, like legally on contract, and then uh, now I'm managing it officially. I got three acts under the Madhouse label. Um, aside from the outside circle, like Dean Sloan and AU, and they, I, we got like family pockets, but officially I have three artists. And then some of these artists, I would, I would personally reach out, like I'd be like, yo, bro, let's take you on tour, get you out of you know, your home comfort. It's like, oh, you know, I know you, I see. Like, hey, for example, I see you doing, you're everywhere in Arizona. Get, get out of Arizona, you know, you're comfortable there, let's get you out. He's like, oh, you know, our schedules kept clashing. Even him, two years ago, he yeah. emailed me like, yo, I'm trying to do a show, I see you in Yuma. And, you know, I was nice enough to be like, oh, you know, we're kind of booked right now. You know, we're, we're booked. Um, and then he showed me the email. He still had it. 
So then I started, I started just going as a tour manager. And my job was like, make sure these venues are treating them right, the promoters are treating them right, they get their paper, you know, like they're setting up, instead of showing up with like, oh, well, you know, like chickens with oh, no head. Yeah, yeah. So then I started doing all that. Little by little, you know, uh, I started building upon it, and it got to the point that now the Madhouse is known, you know, knock on wood, bless the guys, we're known worldwide. We got venues in Canada, we got venues overseas, we got venues across the nation. That, Yo, Des, who you bringing? I got these. Oh, well, okay, we'll try them. Okay, nah, not this time, Des. Let me know on the next tour. So this is actually my 89th tour that I've managed in the last three years. I should think of this guy that I know. <clears throat> he rapped a little bit. He probably wanted to go on tour with you, I think. I'm always down to work with people. Him, you know what I'm saying? I talk to him. He's all right. He's kind of tall for a rapper, and he doesn't have any hair, but it's okay. He's not a bad guy. He's all right. But uh, <laughs> and he's kind of he raps a little. He's okay. He's, I'm not. I wouldn't say he's trash. You know, he's got a few bars, but you know. Now I, I'm curious about the name. Hey you. Hey you. Um, it's my initials. Mm. Yeah. So my full name is Austin Amulo, Nigerian. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry we've been rapping, so voice is all crazy. Um, but on the periodic table, um, this means gold. Right. Um, the Atomic number is actually 79. I was born in 89. Um, and it was one of those things like he was saying, just kind of piggyback off what Des was saying, just like that, that uh, just speaking of existence and his working and moving and then those things happening by itself. Like, I didn't, like when I woke up, it was just like, okay, this is how it was going to be. It was like all given to me. And then um, the idea behind it was just like, I can't, not a lot of kids from where I'm from can afford gold. You got to fold this, but if, you know, like actually, my man Meyer, uh, Meyer is holding this. He was telling me my socks. I was like, look, like, that's why I wore these, like the socks with AU on there. Like, you can't get a gold chain, but I can wear this shirt that's elegant, clean. Oh, I'm a young kid from South Phoenix, but this outfit's fresh. I don't even need a gold chain. You know what I mean? And it just feels like prestigious, and, and it's not my name. I didn't want it to be my name, I wanted it to be an idea. So I took my initials and just that concept. And it was like, this is for us. So kind of like just kind of just give it, give it, pretty much I gave up my name for everybody else. And that's kind of how I felt. So AU, and, and that's kind of why the AUI, just like it's just me just for everybody to let that off. That aggression that we do with every day, like you are golden at the end of the day, regardless if you wear it or not, there's something inside of you that's worth one gold brick at least. Find it, tap into it, find it, and okay. I promise you, you'll be happy. Yeah. So. Oh, that's great. Yo, man. Okay, so. Now, let me ask you. Yeah. You said you rock all over Arizona. Yeah. Thus far, what has been your... You know what? I'm not going to ask the typical question I ask. I'm going to ask the reverse. What, what was your worst show? <laughs> <laughs> I usually ask, oh, what was the best shit you ever did? I want to know what the worst show was you ever did. Um, probably the worst show has been, you know, a uh, promoter tells me, you know, he wants me on the bill and everything. Um six or seven different artists in there. I was the only artist that was promoting like the flyers and everything. So I get there and like all my people, you know, all my people that I know there come to support, but then that's it. It's kind of like a little empty. So, I mean, I, I like when it's, I like, I like when the shows are, everybody comes through and shows love. It's just one of those things where it's kind of like, you know how you get, you could sense that vibe where it's just something's not right. It just was that vibe, so uh, you know. So I never did business with him again. He just was kind of like a little unprofessional, and you know, like I like when everyone's working together to promote the shows. That's that's oh, the only yeah. way it's going. 
you know, the artist has to play for it. Um, nah, so promoter is your name is still promoter for a reason. You know, so, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, so that was probably uh, it wasn't a good experience just dealing with that, but you know it is what it is. You chalk it up to the game and you push forward. Oh man, you, know, it you push it forward. So I, I mean, like realistically speaking, I don't. Um, just to flash back real quick, last night under normal circumstances, you've seen me rock before. Yeah. <clears throat> a lot of times my performance depends on what's happening in front of me. You know what I'm saying? And um, so if there's like a lot of people and the energy's high, chances are I'm gonna be all over the place. Right. And I might even jump, I don't know, like it just depends on the yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. But I'm like 6'3", and I'm like 220 pounds, and I'm really scared they're gonna drop me. So I don't, <laughs> I don't tend to you know, go for the dive. Yeah. But yeah. like, um, I've gotten to a point now where I'm performing enough that I can read the crowd, to right. kind of figure out how I should perform for them. Right. Um, I used to just be all over the place all the time, even if it was three people in the crowd. So there's three people and they're standing right here in the middle, but I'm all over here and all over there, and I'm wondering why I'm not connected with these people. You know what I'm saying? So like, it's it's crazy. So like, um, I, I realized last night the energy was different. The energy was kind of okay. It's not many of us in here, but we're here to we're here to listen. Right. So give us what you got. And so that was that kind of leads to more of a okay. I'm gonna stay in this pocket, but I'm gonna make sure I project what I'm saying. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Now, as far as the experiences of performing, like uh, I get extremely nervous in front of really big crowds. I don't, I don't know if that happens to you guys. I, I, I may be the only person that still feels like I'm about to shoot. Mm. I still gag before every performance. Yeah, even no when I'm hosting. They're like, oh, I'm, I, I, just like yesterday, I'm gonna go take a, I'm gonna go take a leak real quick. I'm not taking a leak. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's more, I get like real anxious, like. Get, you get that adrenaline rush right before, so it's like, okay, once and then once I get up there with the mic and start seeing everything, I kind of get settled in, and then you start, you know, the music starts playing, and then you know, you get into your element, and then you know, everything goes from there. Also, I played so in college, I played football. I played against Notre Dame. I played against UCLA. I played against no, but I'm gonna say there's I still there's no more nervous feeling than being on the stage still to this day, like. I think it's more awkward to buy opening on tour because the first thing you see is big old pictures of D Sloan and myself. So it's like, yeah. you yeah. can't hide from that. You know I, what I mean? Yeah. Who's, who's that performing? Yeah. You know, he's on that guy. That guy right there. You know what I mean? So I think, yeah, it, it, it's like, it, never gets, it never gets easy. No, uh, you, uh, you feel like you drink so much coffee, you feel like you got shit. You feel like, yeah. like you're like, man, I know yeah, I just throw up. I, I just use the bathroom. I left. I, I shower. You, you sweat. But it's like once the beat is, is going, oh, it's yeah. over. Once the music starts, it's usually okay. And we were just having a conversation about uh, like, because <laughs> uh, I'm used to, I perform two different ways, like have the one, one MP3 rolling through and just right. go for straight forward. But I'm, I'm learning on tour. It's good to have it separate, like we were talking about, because you get to talk to the people, you know, you get to introduce your songs, you get to, you know, explain, you know, your reasoning behind the song. Just vibe with the crowd. Yeah, vibe with the crowd. So you connect in a better way. You, you get that more intimate connection in they, in they role. Especially with someone you've never been before. Right, right. Especially, you know, I've never been here, so I, I definitely want to connect with the people. Because had, had you just done your set straight through last night, <coughs> right, right. I wouldn't have felt it the same. Right, and that's you know, what I... Yeah, you took the opportunity to explain the records. It was kind of like, okay, now I know what I'm expecting. Right, right. I know I like the last record. Now I know, 
okay, boom, I'm set up for this. Yeah, you know where you're at, you know. Exactly. In the show. So, yeah, that's definitely uh, something I'm learning tour so oh man it's yeah. dope it's definitely dope this your first tour yeah it's my first first headlining tour yeah okay. yeah what about you this is my first ever tour in the co-headlining zone yeah yeah i want to be like y'all when i grow up <laughs> um yeah, i mean touring is is a people have a very strange perception about touring that um i, I don't know man i think some people who aren't artists and who aren't involved in, in the industry or at any they have the total wrong concept of touring. Mm-hmm. They think it's all romantic, and it's like, oh, I'm going to pull up <laughs> in the city, and it's going to be like, they're going to roll out the red carpet for me, and I'm going to just, you know what I'm saying, the hotel is going to be on the 20th floor, and I'm going to have a pristine view of the city, where I'm like, bro, I'm staying at the fucking travel lodge. What are you talking about? Like, Or, you know, it's all of these things that people expect to be happening on tour, when, I, when a lot of times they don't realize you don't have time to do a lot of the stuff people think you're out doing while you're on the road. Like, bro, I went to the, I only got three hours of sleep. Like, I had to go do this, 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 and this. So, I mean, like, what, as far as, what is your least favorite part of Zora? Well, I wouldn't actually answer that. I think the only thing I would say to all is, like, I would ask those people who are going on those fancy tours, what's your ownership looking like? You did me? <laughs> you know, um, that's the thing I'm hyped about this tour. Everybody sitting at this table has a piece of stake into this tour. So every night, we do mixtapes, dance is a B-side, you know, talking about our mixtapes. That money gets to go back to my family back, his wallet, his pockets, you know what I mean? As opposed yes. to, hey, I got to call you, I just made 100000 okay. Vim on me or whatever, wire me my 30%. And so I would say, you know, what's your ownership like? Because I know this man has done a great job, this man's done a great job, and they added me a part of it. You know, this, it's, it's, it's a boss tour, and I, 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 it's a really boss. So it's like, if you were moving around like a boss, Shoot, that travel lodge is like to me a five star hotel. You feel me? Yeah, you know, so yeah, I think that'd be the only thing I'd ask with like, what's your ownership like? Do you own that? Like, can you say, can, if, 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 if you bought your poster up, would they tell you to take that shit down? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what are you doing, bro? Like, you, you know, so, you know, it's all about what you what you, what you you want in life. You know, if you want to go to Hilton Hotel right away, I'm potentially going to go to LA. I mean, there's plenty of deals you can sign. Um, but if you want to own some shit and then go, shit. Let me travel if you sign that deal, then I mean, you have to ask yourself what. I, I, the, my whole question with a record deal has always been, what value do you place on your own music? Like, because what they're offering you, if they're willing to offer you that, then you're definitely worth more than. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I say the same thing about sports contracts. If they can pay you eighty million dollars in five years, how much are they going to make in that five years? Because if they're gonna make, if they can afford to pay you eighty in five years, they're paying him one hundred and twenty for five years. They're paying him forty for five years, and these are all millions of dollars we're talking about. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I look at artists like Drake. Uh, I even hate to bring him into hip hop conversations. I hate doing it, but the reality of the matter. Okay, fuck him. J Cole. You know, you got a guy who sold platinum at least three times in a row. No features. He makes most of his own beats. Like, damn it, all of his own beats. Uh, And if I'm not mistaken, he has made the maneuver with with Jay for him to own his music. Um, Then he has Dreamville on top of that. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Now, Jay Cole's an inspiration for guys like us. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Because Jay Cole took the little bit, and I understand that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the story I heard was he was offered a much bigger advance when he signed with Rock Nation. He was like, nah. I'm going to to cut that down so because I don't want to owe you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of the people who are going to hear the interview and who are going to see you guys out on your tour and who are going to see me when I go out on tour, 
I'm gonna make one assumption that everything is all, you know, roses. Yeah, they see the game through rose tinted glasses. <laughs> um, and that's why I always say, like, what's your worst tour experience? What's the thing you hate the most about touring? Because I want people to know there are bad aspects to this shit. It's not all bliss and glamour. I've only left five artists before on the road. Like, I literally, <laughs> like, yo, yo Amtrak, your Amtrak leaves at eight to take you back home. Uh, get your stuff bagged up. Why? This is the reason why. And one of them was a headliner. I left him at the sidewalk in front of the venue. Like, right after the venue, he's bringing his stuff to the tour. Nah, bro, I just put it down with the rest of your stuff right down the corner. He's like, really? I've had people in the middle of the tour ball out, come to my room. I mean, we all share the same room, but some we had two separate. Come on, like, I can't do this, Des. I miss home and everything. I'm about to drive home. I'm going to go back home. I'm like, drive home and what? And the tour van hell's not, bro. You better, you know, you better figure it out. <laughs> I've, I've done everything because a lot of people come into tours, they expect, they, you know, the whole glamour life. I've had somebody like, yo, how many mic booths are in the tour van? Really? Yeah, I was like, no, we got a port. You know, everybody on every tour has some kind of setup. You know, we all record from home. You know, oh, no. I've had so many. I think the worst one was we had this one guy, and I'm not gonna say his name, but I'm never gonna work with him again. He was in the tour van, and his vibe was just like, oh man, why am I sitting in the van with hella dudes? Like, well, we're going on tour, and this hella dudes, it's like five of us, right? And he's like, well, if it. If I'm in the tour room with all these people, like Shane, I you know get more time in on the on the mic. I was like, bro, like you're like on the bottom of the totem pole on this tour. Like we were on tour with bigger names, you know, that actually the cities were like, oh, I'm excited to see you know this. I'm excited. It's like so you're their supporting act, what I call it. Right. So you know, so your your job is to steer their fan. Yeah, but this like I've just had every excuse in the book, man. It's like I've had, but I think. My worst tour though happened two years ago, and I'm not gonna get into any details. But two years ago, I, I got to the point that I came home and I told my wife, like, you know what? Fuck this! I'm not going on no more tours. And she was like, No, you know the independents need you. The independent guys like, Fuck that! They got radio, FM radio play. I interviewed the asses. I was like, No, you should. And I literally, you know what it was to them? In uh, 2017, out of the 12 months, just in 12 months, I went on 16 tours in 12 months. I'd come home with my bag. My wife, you know, shout out to my wife who, who's a soldier. She'd be like, baby, your other duffel bag is ready. You don't got to do laundry. Cool. Here, I'm going to nap. I'm going to nap. Wake me up tomorrow. Take me to the airport. I'm flying out type of stuff. Just like on this, this tour, I came back. I was home for like five days, and I'm back on the road again. But after an experience like what I went through, just that one bad seed, that was two years ago, that one bad seed, he had me this close to quitting and stopping doing tours. And thankfully, it didn't happen. Like a lot of people came up and were like, "No, Dad's like, well, you know, you know, is it the money? Is it? Is it? The, what is it? It's like, no, it's just like, fuck this. I'm doing so much. I don't babysit motherfuckers. I don't, you know. I don't. He expected me and the others to like bring out his merch, set up his merch table, break down his merch table. It's like, bro, we're not your roadies. These are your le tour members. I'm the tour manager. <laughs> yeah. So. But Why am I this road? Bro, see, I, I'm bro. not gonna, I'm not gonna give you any scenes, but he, he did fall asleep in front of three venues on this tour. Get Let's just say that. No, actually, he was put to sleep. I put, oh. <laughs> so, but it was that bad. It was that bad. But thankfully, I didn't quit because in the last two years, I've actually, the, I'm seeing the tours just elevate and get bigger. Not bigger in the sense that we're balling out of control, bigger, but bigger to like the reception, the crowd. 
this last tour we came on in March, the artists are like, yes, damn, we came home with like six, seven hundred dollars in our pocket. I go, you know, you guys know why? Because this is your seventh tour. And I told you guys, one tour is not going to make you rich. You're probably minus. Your second, third tour, you might balance out. After your third tour, if you're not coming home in the plus, don't fuck with me no more. And they're like, Brett, 700, you know, we're not going to get into the details of how much, but you know, $700 after a week, you're like, oh, Hey, I, I only invested whoopty whoop and got me, you know, this bag. But it takes dedication. One tour is not going to make you on the road. There's, oh, there's no way. There's no overnight success. You got to keep hitting. You know, you, like you guys today, you guys come out to Olympia today, you know, there's going to be a crowd. Y'all, y'all fuck shit up on that stage. That crowd, that person's like, oh, I saw these Sloan and they, you and they're coming back. Like, I'm going to buy my partners. The girls, oh, man, you girls should come out. You, these guys killed it. So that one two, five, grows into 15, 20, 35, and then you get the bigger venues calling it like the fun house and all them like, oh, these songs been here three times. Can we bring them to the fun house? Can we bring them to the Columbia Theater? You know, bigger venues. And that's what I envision. And and I've seen it happen. In my 89 tours, I've seen, to this day, I got people already going to South by Southwest, going to A3C, going overseas, and like this, thank you so much, man. You kept me going, you kept me going. And then, you know, I get little checks here that I'd never asked for, but it's like, here's a thank you, man. This, I, I made a lot, like, you know, go get you something. That's how I bought my car, brand new car. <coughs> man, that's crazy. Yo, now, I'm gonna ask you, because I noticed your, your setup last night, and I'm looking at you right now, Yeah. all fresh to death in the <laughs> set there. And you got shirt on too? Okay, everybody's doing it. I have it tatted on me, I don't need it. Yeah. How important? Because it's a lot, it's a lot of independent artists uh, who are, you know, a lot of our fellow independent artists listen to this podcast. So, yeah, my question to you, as a touring independent artist, how important is merch to what you're doing right now? Um, it's very important because it's another way to, you know, uh, market your brand. You know what you're about. Give people options to invest in you in other ways besides the music. You know, if you have a, a shirt they like, or like you're saying, hey, you have socks. You know. Or, yeah, different. Just giving people different, you know, elements of what you're doing, so they can be like, okay, you know, I like what he's doing with the music, and he has this. And it's just a professional look to let people know you, you know, you're really passionate and you're really serious about what you're doing. So that's why you see the banner. Um, you see us with the, with the all different types of merch. Your banner and this guy named uh, what the fuck is his name? Leviticus. I just did show him in Olympia a okay. weeks ago. You guys have a really dope band. Like I've seen some really lame banners that look like a five-year-old group. So I, I appreciate seeing professionalism as far as like every aspect of what you're doing. It, yeah. It's more than just the music. And independent artists, if you're listening, stop trying to just sell people your music all the time. Mm-hmm. You got to give them something else. Because there's going to be somebody that might not like your music, but they love that design on your T-shirt. Yeah, style, you, yeah. So you just never know. They like the socks. I never heard you rap. I really don't even listen to rap, but I think your socks are dope. Right, right, right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I've seen it a million times. I Back, yeah, I've like, got a lot of actually my career started off. Um, Seriously? Yeah. In my first month, I didn't, I didn't put out a song. I just put out the logo. And I put out shirts because everybody was like, oh, that's dope. So I was like, okay, I'm going to sell shirts then. And then I put out the mix and follow it, then it all made sense. But yeah. A lot of times they like, yeah, I said Arizona's conservative, so they were, they were like, oh, they were like the shirts, <laughs> the shirts are amazing, you know. So, like I, you know, and, you know, and there you got one chance with the comes of music out there. You either get laughed off or blackballed. It's it's weird. It's really weird. You have to go there to see yeah, for yourself. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'm just gonna stick stickers of AU everywhere, and then before you know it, I was like, I got the all black shirt. Ten, no, only got ten. Like this. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we freestyle like you did yesterday. By the way, that oh, was amazing. That yeah, was, we that appreciate was that. Was dope. Yeah, that was 
Yeah, that was, that was crazy. Because a lot of artists don't do it anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the guys who taught me, they, they, they were like, yo, you need that in your arsenal. And I'm like, okay. So, like, you know, I'm, as I'm coming up, like, in the, in the 90s, when Nas and all of them came out, and, and um, around that time, you know, I'm a young dude, and I'm hearing Nas rap, I'm like, oh, my God, this is the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. You know what I'm saying? And um, so then I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. What? Rap. They were like, fuck out of here. You can't rap. I'm like, Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, but that, that's yeah. like the motivation that you need sometimes. Somebody to be like, nah, you can't do that. You know yeah. what I mean? So I mean, I know, and I know you've all heard it from from different places, and sometimes you hear it from the most unexpected place. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Social media. My mom for a long time was like, yo, what are you doing? Like, what, what's going on? What, who's, what is the seven of everything you're doing? And I'm like, yeah, I, I will explain it to you, but I don't really think you're gonna get it even if I do. But you know, the one thing I will say is this. Because of my mother, as of 2010, I officially stopped cursing already. So like that's and now and now she listens because I don't curse. So that's a beautiful thing for it to get that yeah, in there. Totally. Man. So I mean like I know you said I know what your end game is. Yeah. Now as far as like what what project number are you up to? Like how is that? How is your how has your? Oh man. Um. So I started. Uh, I mean I've been writing since 2008. I started rapping professionally investing. Three years ago, yeah. So 2014, May or February 16th, 2016, I started rapping officially. Yeah, I remember because I was at work. I was working for Grand Canyon, and I was like, I like remember screaming in my cubicle, like I was like, I'm miserable, but I was always making songs. Um, I am one of those uh, Nipsey like. I don't know. I feel like there's like this little culture of people like Nipsey gonna have his own little book, a little Bible, his own version. I'm one of those people that followed him to the core. So um, my plan is to. I have with my group, um, Doing God Things Honorably, is a nonprofit organization that I'm attached to. And you'll hear me say DAH a lot. That's them. So I want to bridge the hoods between, I want to go into the community of Southside and connect with LA. Because there's a lot of similarities. A lot of cats from LA move. That's why we have Bloods and Grizz. Because exactly. as well as like, we don't have Bloods and Grizz, like we do. They're the guys that transcended from LA and they, they you know, they, 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 you know, develop their own hood, you know. Um, so I, I would. My actually, my boy, we just text. He's gonna come out. Um, we're gonna look at some discrepancies. I'm also I, I got my degree in education, a master's in education. Um, so yeah, uh, so I want to. Um, not only do I want to, like you know, when I'm done rapping, not only do I want to run my own, uh, you know, academic program, but I wanted to incorporate music and arts, and I wanted to put it right, like by my grand, you know, when your grandma stayed, my grandma stayed on a lovely street and baseline, you know what I mean? So. Where she passed away, I want to develop an art center there, and you know, to have that STEM and do all the same stuff that Nip does, you know. And I'm 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 in the academic world, so I know the benefits. Like he says, sure. of knowing that uh, you can literally go to North Phoenix and drive 30 minutes, an elementary school as like a, a university on the north side, and we got trailers, and it's hot in Arizona, so we got the building, and there's not enough kid, not enough room for the kids, so we got these little white trailers that we throw in the back, and we literally throw kids with mental disabilities in these trailers, and that like real life they need guidance and help we throw them in there and we put them in these trailers and, and then we have two three teachers and they're teaching us methods of restraining restraining as opposed to rehabilitation so you know so you say you all know about cbi and being yeah, certified so yeah, you know like we have schools out there that just beat up the kids like charter programs because arizona is very like it's like a it's like a little it's a little country yeah, like, privately funded you, you can like you can do it like if you probably run a school you draw a law yeah. and so we, we got kids getting 
you know, you know, just getting abused and then we got kids that are to schools that are keeping kids on books for funding when they're at a different school and not giving their, they're not sending records and transcripts off to the kids and now they're they're not getting their transcripts. So me being being dead serious, I've yeah. I've seen it firsthand. I was I literally was at one of my schools, I was in charge of catching up these kids were graduating with no transcripts. And they're trying and their goes like, hey, you got transcripts. I'm literally with months left trying to get them transcripts. Yeah. Praying that the transcript you like that's how you that's your transcript in society is like that's your life there. That's your that leads into your resume. Because that's what you're gonna put on it. So I'm really creating transcripts of kids who are graduating in two weeks, three weeks. So they can try to go to community college. Mind you that they just learned about community college probably a week ago from that point. So Yo, that's um, yeah. wow, man. that's so, funny that you say that because my fiance is a registrar for high school and she's going through the same thing, like trying to get these kids, mm-hmm. you know, their transcripts going because they, they don't, they're not, it's not a priority. And don't call the school, don't call the last school for it. The last school's going to say, wait, we'll send it to you when it's ready. Yeah. So the, yeah, it's crazy. the thing you said before about trying to bridge the gap between Phoenix and LA, yeah. um, that's definitely something that. It's funny, it's crazy that you, that you said that, and, I, and it's funny because I was talking to uh, some different individuals, both online and people that I know in person. Um, one of the guys is a producer that I work with. He's in Indiana, but he's a, he's a blood. Um, and we were talking, you know, right? It was, it was probably two hours after they announced Dipsy died. And he was like, yo, um, this is what I want to do, man. I said, lay it on he was like, I want to do a project with you. I'm like, okay, we already talked about that. He's like, yeah, but this is what I want to do. He was like, I want to, I want to do something speaking specifically to the games, specifically to the games. I'm like, but I'm not a gang member. He was like, exactly. But you know people on both sides. Your daddy was a panther. Like, you know what the mentality means. Mm-hmm. Let's utilize the music to bring, to, to kind of try to bridge some of the gaps LA's handling their business. Mm-hmm. Everywhere else needs to follow suit. Mm-hmm. So, like, let's use this as a springboard to kind of start drawing people into that. Mm-hmm. So that's why when you said that, I was like, damn, I might need to holler him and see that. Because there's a lot of Bloods and Crips out here in Washington. Mm-hmm. And I, I was not aware of that before I moved here. Um, gang culture has, has definitely proliferated the country uh, to the point that I've, I've talked to a guy from Utah. He's like, yeah, we got Bloods and Crips in Salt Lake City. I'm like, fuck that. Are you in Utah? Mm-hmm. What are they banging Mormon bodies <coughs> with each other or something? Like what the hell going on? Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and then for me, like like I said, I was you. Like I was the, the the African family that you don't you know my you don't know you know my mom's not African. She's from Tucson, but you know my, my, we're very traditional. So the man leads. So I was the African family that moved into the neighborhood. Like I, I guess this is nice, right? Like you know what I mean? So like I have friends. I really got white suburban friends, and I got a lot of bloods and queer friends. Like you know what I mean? So it's like, but I was a kid that never did anything. He just wanted to have the headphones in, walking. <laughs> You know, a little bill type shit. The last thing I would say is my goal is like, white people in Arizona and hate me. Like, I want to open the doors of Phoenix for black people. Like, there's so much untapped land mm-hmm. and like real estate and things like that. Like, and, like even Africa, I'm Nigerian, so even like Africa, like there's like finding land in these little plots. Like Arizona, the land is cheap. You can really build. Like, we could build our own. You could build your own community, black, brown, and have it. Smartphone, you know, smart store ran like Nipsey. You can have it do that. So that's just me. Like I'm trying to like open the door. Like look, for one, we do rap out here. You just gotta come. You gotta find us. Like, like you know, 
I'm big on like Dunk Guinea, so like I'm a West Side dude, so I like to be like, like we have our pockets of people that like, you will go see if you want to do rap. Like I really pride myself being the the nigga of the West Side. Like, hey, he's on the West Side. If, if you want a verse, you want body or verse, you know, or if you want a melody on his hook, you want that West Coast sound. Like he's gonna be there. He's gonna be smoking a blunt. He's gonna be in the house on some some flip flops and, he, and, and, and like and you, you email him. He's gonna go in his office, studio room. He's gonna record a song and send it right back to you. But I want to just tell black people, if you you know, these cities are getting expensive, take a chance on Phoenix. Like, yeah. it's an opportunity for us. Like, if you talk about gentrification, we can reverse right. that shit to Phoenix. Like, you look, it's so much right. land and there's so much like money out there. Talks. So come with your right. money, come stacked up. My brother built a house at 24. You know what I mean? My brother has his own land. You know, and, and, uh, I have two guards. I had two guards in my own name at 23 years old. My dress to have my like you know what I mean. It's like living this, making the same wages if I live here or if I live in, oh, in San Diego, if I live in San Francisco, make the same exact wages. It doesn't, and, and I'm getting so much more. Oh yeah, because I mean, jobs here pay well, but it's the cost of living. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's the only thing that the only reason I didn't move to California is because it's more expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Welcome I, to I, the Bay. That's why I mean. Uh, that's why I'm in Arizona because you know it, uh, I wanted to come and tap into like he was saying. There's a lot of real estate, a lot of other things. I was able to buy a home a year ago. I'm look, like I'm saying I'm looking into buying some land, you know, and building, you know, building some stuff that we can keep for our people as like generational wealth. We gotta start having that mindset. That that ties into the whole motivate and navigate how we complement each other because we kind of we're like minded no doubt. with our goals. No doubt. So. Maybe in different ways, but the the goal is the same. So yeah, it all ties I mean, in. Every tree, the tree got hella branches, but it all yeah, it, it all ties in. Yeah, it's so, so good. Like that's, and it, it it makes me feel good to hear y'all talk like this because there's so many guys who are now. I'm I'm only making assumptions inside my head because you guys both look like you're young fellas. But like, um, <laughs> it's just refreshing to hear guys, you know, under forty years old. I, I'll just say under forty years old talking like that. And, Right, it's bigger um, than yeah. one person. Yeah, visual. Yeah. The individualism is rampant, uh, but but capitalism kind of fosters that. that right, hey, right. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Oh, but fuck everybody else. Just give me mine, give me mine, give me mine. But like, you know, and that, and it's something that we dealt with over the course of our lives. And so I mean, it's not nothing new. Um, that tonight, you guys are in Oli, the capital, Olympia, yeah. and La Jolla. La Jolla, yeah. La Jolla, yeah. Tour stop number three. Now, now I know. Neither one of you probably ever been to La Jolla, right? Yeah. I know you've been to La Jolla. Okay. Yeah. La Jolla is actually a pretty nice spot. It's a, it's a, it's a nice little, especially for an independent hip hop show. Great. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I'm excited. Yeah. Who all want to do with you guys tonight? London Wolf, MK Ultra, Jordy something. No, Jordy. Huh? It was a wasn't it Jordy Mulatto? Jordy Mulatto, I think. And then uh, there's one more name that I'm trying to think of and it's not popping up in my head. We got MK Ultra London Wolf. Yeah. Seven the Panther. Tonight? Unless unless uh unless Lyric confused it. That's what I was gonna ask you after the show. Oh yeah, see that was uh, I was gonna ask you after the show. Because I was like, Oh, he popped up, he popped up, he popped up today, but then I thought it was yesterday. And then when you said, Oh yeah, I couldn't make the other show, so I'm here today, so I was gonna ask you about that. Yo, um Oh, No Face and Carter Wilson. No face and yeah, Carter Wilson. 
Jordy Milano. Nice. No Milano. face. Yeah. No face. Okay. Yeah. I know him. I was actually um, on, on the bill with him a couple weeks ago, but because of my job, I wasn't able to make it to the show. But um, yo, that's. I'm on the fly for tonight. Holy shit! I guess I might need to get my shit together. Okay. Um. <laughs> uh, I didn't know. I was just planning on coming to the show to kick it tonight. But um, if I gotta come rap, I'll do that and I'll rap a little bit. Oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> that just fucked my head up right there. Okay. Um, but I mean, Olympia's only like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's no big deal. But like, um, that means shit. And plus, I, I, you know what? I said I was going to do this on this podcast, and I was not going to pull punches. Don't be a sucker, man. Don't be a pussy. Just say what you think. Okay, so yeah, I'm glad I'm going to build with y'all, because like, realistically, we probably going to be some of the, the better shit going on. I'm not saying the other guys are whack. I'm not saying they're whack. I'm not saying. I'm not saying they good neither, but I'm not saying they wag. They're different. Man, fuck it. Okay, look. I said when I started this podcast that I was just going to shoot straight from the hip and I was not going to pull no punches. Some of them niggas is trash. <laughs> but like, like on some real shit though, like, but but you know what? I say that with, with the utmost sincerity. And I say that because when I tell somebody, bro, that shit was trash, yo. And I, I say it because I want you to get better. Not because I'm criticizing you per se, you know what I'm saying? But fuck. I, yeah, I, I guess I kind of am criticizing. But, um... I just feel like as as anybody who's 35, 36, and under, to these younger guys, you owe them to tell them when they suck. Because when I was coming up, OGs ain't had no problem with being like, shorty, nah, it's not it. <coughs> Go back, tighten up, and then come back. And then they kept sending me back. I kept, I swear to God, I wrote the same round 20 times. <coughs> before the first time they actually let me say it on the mic. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, like, but now these little niggas get a, a, a laptop, a microphone, a fucking interface, and a SoundCloud account, and, and mumbo, we give them the green stuff. light to go do their thing. <laughs> you know what it is? You know what it is to a lot of these youngsters? It's not even about what they're, what they're spinning, because most of them don't know what they're saying, but it's exactly. just that beat. They just want to be up there on stage. And I've I seen guess. it. In my career, I've seen That's it where people are up there just... They're, first of all, their vocals are on the fucking track. Uh-huh. So they're up there just doing their alley. Huh. Yeah. Know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And I'm like, is this, I call those karaoke rappers. I'm like, you want to go karaoke? I'm sure Olympia has a couple karaoke bars down the street. I call yeah. them MC Sean T. You was up there working out. You weren't performing. All you ain't rap five words the whole time you was up there. Like, yeah. I don't know, man. Like, okay, so coming up, I'm pretty sure in, in the Bay, as you was coming up, yeah. the, guy, the guys was like, nah, mm-mm. Yeah, nope. and I appreciate that because uh, if you don't have that, you're kind of in the you're kind of in the dark and you got somebody who's looking out for you like that that's what i'm saying they're looking out telling you hey that's not it tighten up like you say okay. come back and that makes you okay you want to hear that you know what you get how you get received from the outside so if somebody's telling you that you can take that develop do what you yes. gotta do and, and and come back how you need to so and definitely yeah i mean definitely. even like you say you play football too so i mean yeah. like I was a uh, quarterback in the ninth grade, chose to switch positions in 10th grade. I was like, I want to play receiver. I got to think too much playing quarterback. I'm not having fun. Right, right. You know right, what I'm right. saying? So, like, right. I've changed positions. But with changing a position, you, at that point, now have to learn how to play that position. Yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't just a matter of, oh, I can run and I can catch. Let me right. just go out here and run the ground and catch the ball. You got to learn the routes. You got to learn how your route plays off of the exactly. zone, how it works against the zone. How it works. You know what I'm saying? All of these other things. And I feel like hip hop is the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, as an MC, it can't just be, oh, I got a beat, I got a way to record. I'm a rapper now. 
You know what I'm saying? No, you're not. Because um, I don't knock young guys who haven't experienced anything talking about nothing. I have no problem with it. Right, right. You don't have nothing to talk about. Yeah. Cool. But at least make your nonsense be dope. Yeah. Right. I'm very biblical in the Bible. Psalms 100 says, make a joyful noise. So, like, that's the concept of music. Like, it doesn't matter what you're saying. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't even like saying his name, but the, the Rainbow Air guy, you know, who ended up telling him everybody with the jail for a long time. You know, I was guilty of listening to his music, like, once or twice. But now we know the truth. He didn't, he didn't he would repeat the same word, you know, in, in rhyme, whatever. But he made the music that people wanted to hear. Exactly. And that, that's the point. Like, are you making a joyful noise or are you just making noise? Because right, right, noise right. hurts my head. Exactly. Right. No good noise makes me dance. What Fonte yeah. said, your lyrics is noise. It's total cacophony. Yo, that guy's fucking awesome. Fonte, what up, man? That's the homie from back then, back in D.C. Y'all, y'all up on Superstition? Y'all know what Superstition is? No. Mm-mm. Oh, man, y'all got to get up on Superstition. Tap in, crazy. But like, North, like, North Carolina's got some crazy talent out there, man. Um, like, most people bring up Mike Warner and Rhapsody. I'm like, yeah, that was the homies, but fuck that. There's so much, this, so much dope motherfuckers out there that nobody knows. My first time actually going to Carolina will be in October. Oh, where are you going yeah. out there? Yeah. Oh, that's what's up. My, one of my boys who was a big producer from the Bay Area moved out there because of family issues or mm-hmm. reasons. And then uh, we have, it's our first East Coast tour <clears throat> that we're going on. It's headlined by me, Robbie, and I don't know, I'm trying to convince a couple other people to come with me. But uh, we're going to, uh, Car- Carolina is one of the stops that's been actively like, yo, when y'all coming, we got a venue, we got a venue, so... I know a guy who's living in Carolina who would probably hop on that with you. you know, sure, know. let's talk. I'll call him for you. Let's talk. Me. I got his number. We talk all the time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> all right, so right now, favorite rapper in the game? Dom Kennedy. Um, Nipsey also was, Dom Kennedy's on type of verse for me. No doubt. But Dom Kennedy's my favorite rapper all the time, like all the time, just because he, I feel like he helped, he catered, he catered. I, I'm, a, I'm like a burnt child of like of that culture like that yeah, if you hear my music you're like okay you're dumb that's Nipsey like that empowerment but I'm riding around I talk about drinking champagne and shit like that like I like cigars you know like that swagger does bravado sound with the but it has a message at it so Tom Kennedy I'm gonna keep it a G with you I fuck with Dom didn't really like his last project yeah, I, I fuck with Dom yeah you, when you, you love Dom when you listen oh, like, yeah. like I'm one of those guys that love Dom so much like you know what I think I know what you're trying to do here. We're going to play it anyway. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, okay, what's it going to be? But you want to be on beat, right? That's an old West Coast, West Coast uh, blue face. Yeah, you know what I mean? Man, so, please don't say that, man. So, yeah. My head just started hurting. Yeah, don't care. For me, actually, um, Fabulous is my Fab? favorite. Yeah, Fabulous. Actually, um, okay. uh, the, actually, I'm, I've born in the Bay Area, but the first CD that I ever listened to was The Locks, We Are in the Streets. So Jada Kiss, Styles P, uh, was <laughs> my first, one of the first albums I listened to. And then I do like, you know, E-40, Too Short and all that, but Fab, Fab and Jay-Z are like, you know, my favorite artists, especially Fab, because I feel like he's always been underrated with the bars and the punchlines, and he's, oh, he can do a lot of versatile things, you know, with his thick music. sneaky too. With the way you say shit, you're very sneaky. I, I was peeping you last night because at first I was just caught up in the bounce for a second. Yeah. And then as I kept listening, I was like, wait a minute, this one, he's slick. Check him out. <laughs> but I like that. I like I um I like to hear like that's why I'm, I'm glad you said Fab. Fab is one of Jay's one of those guys yeah. who's definitely that. I have to listen to a song 
two or three times to make sure. Because I'm like, they say shit and the way they say it, it sounds like one thing, but then when you go back and you add up what they said before, what they came after, oh, it meant something totally different than what I thought. Who's your, like, favorite artist in the game right now? I'm a Nas fan, diehard. But lately I've been in, if it's up from the news, I like Russ. You shout know why? Russ, shout out Russ. You know, you know why? Guy. Because his independent hustle is right now his production, and he's going back. He's singing, but he's not singing, and he's in his. It's, okay. You know, okay. it's just I don't know. <laughs> everybody says J Cole, Kendrick, and all that. I, I, you know, I slap everything. But to be honest, it became the hip hop. I like diversity because I'm actually I love rock music. I love yeah. country. And I love Spanish music a lot. You know, like right now I'm slapping like J Balvin, you know, Bad Bunny and all that. But if I got to go to hip hop, I need diversity, versatility, different styles, something something fresh. And Not Russ, really. Russ ha- to me right now, he's been, br- every album's been just uh, different. A, I think my problem with Russ <clears throat> has very little to do with, well, no, I take that back. It does have something to do with music, but it has more to do with everything else around him as he was coming in. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, what? He was different. So now when I hear him, I'm just like, <clears throat> <laughs> but I mean, but at the same time, I'm I'm a big fan of um, like bar, bar, I, I hate to call them barbarians, but that's what we call them now. Like barbarians, like I, I like guys like Kiss and, and Fab, and of course I love Nas. Like Nas is Nas is absolutely probably my is now my favorite rapper. Of all time. I still say yeah, at one time he wasn't my favorite. He was like number two, but now he's my favorite rapper. Um, my favorite rapper of all time is Rakim. Uh, I think my son after him. The God, huh? He's actually um, he's in Denver and he's about to bless a track with Robbie, who's one of my artists. I gave you a CD. Uh, no, uh, Rakim. Rakim, and he's touring with uh, Jay Z's older homie, Jazzo. Jazzo, yeah. yeah. So he's actually getting a verse from each on the actual project when they're out there. So Man, I was, I'm excited. I was to hear somebody's mom fingers off. I know, I was like, damn it, I'm on tour. I was like, no should I fly to Denver real quick and come back? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No bullshit. I, I was like, yo. They was like, yo, would you cut your homeboy's mom's fingers off and do a song rock him? I'm like, bro, she cooked for you plenty. She don't need them fingers. She old as fuck. Like, what's up? Come on. She don't need them fingers, man. Come on. But now, hey, yo, look, I, I definitely want to thank y'all so much for coming through, man. I know, like, being on tour is hectic and, and everything. And I know y'all got back-to-back shows, so I appreciate y'all making time. Um... We can go around, y'all just let everybody know where they can find you online. Uh, you can find uh, me, D Sloan, at, at D Sloan Says This on all social media. You got the website, D Sloan Says This.net, um, all media, music platforms. And uh, yeah, Motivate Navigators out now. So go get that. Um, you, can find, <clears throat> you can find everything we do from the FM to the tours to the arts, you know, everything under the Madhouse. Website, everything, D A M A W D, how your mama likes them, H O U Z E. Man, I should have went first. Huh? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I'm good. Well, you can catch me at um, AU Music 89, at um as all the links, uh, social media, AU Music, and yeah, that's it. 
That's AU Music 89. I know he's a little yeah, horse. Yeah, we, we yeah. show the show. He's got the Mr. Egg going on in the room yeah. right there. So. Oh, he's a little horse. Yeah. All real easy to find. No all real easy, yeah. You, all real easy big old gold AU, man. And yeah. yeah, you can order shirts online right from there. So. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get a record from each one of y'all to add to, uh, to air for the people here. Um, so I'm not telling y'all the titles right now because I don't even know. But y'all will be all right. Just know that y'all about to hear some high shit from B. Sloan, from AUN, from the Madhouse. Um, thank you guys again. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all so much for coming through. This has been, uh, yo, like, this right here was probably my most fun interview I've had so far. So, Definitely. Like, um, the Motivate Navigate Tour probably coming to a city near you very soon. Um, y'all stay locked in. Shout out to Phoenix. Shout out to the Bay. Shout out to the Pacific Northwest. Panther Politics. We out of here. I want this like Anything that. less than 10 times 10 is unacceptable. Make sure what you're doing in life, you go all in or nothing at all. They will always try to defeat you, but you got to stay motivated and navigate through the fakeness. You understand me? Let's get it. This is heavy worldwide. I be dropping. Yeah, they wanting me to quit, but I ain't stopping. Too gamed up. Keep my shoes laced up. Sloan zone. Let me show you how to boss up. Make, make this look easy like a layer. Been played for a fool, but I stayed up. Self-motivate. Self-navigate. Keep my grass cut low so I can see the snakes. Every OG I appreciate. I've been soaking up game. That's my mind frame. Making up plays each and every day. I gotta get to it. No play play. When you get into it. No time to waste. Trying to, trying to block blessings, get a fuck away. I can't trust no skill. Everybody I'm around stay trio. All day. When the yapa come around, I'm around. When the yapa come around, I'm around. I'm just saying. All day. 24 7, 365. I'm on my grind. Homie, I be getting my All day. When the yapa come around, I'm around. When the yapa come around, I'm around. I'm just saying. All day. 24 7, 365. I'm on my grind. Homie, I yeah. be getting my All day. They'd rather see me riding in a jail cell. A six feet deep in the smoke clears. That family on my mind. Money on my mind. I invested in myself, bruh. game time. I own all my masters, that's bossy. All independent, I'm bossy. In fashion over, she killing them. She wanna be saved, I'm not feeling it. That ain't my job, I ain't Billy Bob. Go, go find another, you can try to ride. Making power moves on IG. Longevity, hella high key. Setting up things for the future. I will never ever live through. Trying to stop me, that's just not smart. Making my music from the heart, from the start. All day. When the yapa come around, I'm around. When the yapa come around, I'm around. I'm just saying. All day. 24 7, 365. I'm on my grind. Homie, I'll be getting my All day. When the yapa come around, I'm around. When the yapa come around, I'm around. I'm just saying. All day. 24 7, 365. I'm on my grind. Homie, I'll be getting my All day. All day. All day. All day. All day. Hey, you watch. Huh. Up in the morning like Alonzo, dimes like I'm Rondo, ballin' like I'm Lonzo, nasty like Rhonda. Keep that money pronto, yeah, I got that guy flow. Mix a little Teddy with the Aaron, I'm that guy. 
Look up, got me thinking like, damn, where the time go? I don't know no time to reflect. I'm in grind mode. Survival of the fittest. The stinks on that primal. Got that target on myself. I'm my only rival. Look, my flow reloaded. Got me trigger happy. My palms is itchy. Taking money chances. I hear real gangsters get romantic. I ain't never been, but my OG's got a couple families. Whether the storm, I don't ever panic. Don't take the whistle, I don't get distracted. I'm educated, but I'm kind of ratchet when you yeah, in my life. I'm, yeah, God, I'm yeah, the perfect balance. Yeah. Come on. From the center and the circle, only fit for winners. Go hotter than the sun, I never have a winner. I'm a lion on the prowl, looking for my dinner. Yeah, yeah, you speak the click down, I'm represented. From the center and the circle, only fit for winners. Go hotter than the sun, I never have a winner. I'm a lion on the prowl, looking for my dinner. Yeah, yeah, you speak the click and down, I'm represented. And it's all gonna be great when my life start to change. Have been rose and stay real. Don't eat no crepes. Put flapjacks on my plate. Way she whip it and flip it. I can't clear my plate. Get into the whip and get the Cali life. That whip is legal. Eager to hit that Cali. My nigga mall got a crib up in Anaheim. I hit tans on the land to get some curly fries. And I can do anything that I want to. And I can change a life if I choose to. Got God on my side, boy, I can't lose. I don't hit the bottom once before when I don't bruise. Phoenix is a city that I'm true to But I'm connected down in Cali, that's my home crew D.A.H. represented, throw it up for my n****s I ain't never had a winner, whole circle full of winners I'm from the center and the circle, only fit for winners Go hotter than the sun, I never have a winner I'm a lion on the prowl, looking for my dinner D.A.H. be the click down the representative From the center and the circle, only fit for winners Go hotter than the sun, I never have a winner I'm a lion on the prowl, looking for my dinner Yeah, you ain't pretty quick, got a hey, from Spokane, L.A., I got a couple day ones, A1s, I got some loyal cause no trouble, stay humble, don't get a twist, I don't like to rumble, keep it peaceful, but we will tell some From the center and the circle, only fit for winners, go hotter than the sun, I never have a winner, I'm a lion on the prowl, looking for my dinner, yeah, yeah, you the click, got a representative, from the center and the circle, only fit for winners, go hotter than the sun, I never have a winner, I'm a lion on the prowl, looking for my dinner, Yeah, H.P. the click that I'm representing. From Spokane, L.A., I got a couple day ones. Ain't ones, I got some loyal cause no trouble. Stay humble, don't get a twist, I don't like to rumble. Keep it peaceful, but we will touch them. How many of you ever fallen in love? Like, like love at first sight type of love. I did once. I wrote a song about it, like the kid here go. Here we go. Once upon a time, few years ago, I ran to a kitty while on the go. I stopped to say hi on my way to the show. She turned around and said, hello. Her smile was pretty, so I stopped to chat. Didn't stop for the smile. Her ass was fat. We started conversation, many topics debated, didn't care about the time, how late it was getting. We walked in blocks, you know, walking and talking, had no idea we had so much in common. She asked where I was headed, that's when I remembered about the show I had, had booked in September. With the expression I made, I couldn't miss the show, I had already got paid. I told her I'm sorry, I'd hit her up on the phone, all night I kept dreaming how far this could go. Could it be I'm dreaming? Love at first sight, could there be such a thing? Cause when I closed my eyes, so I heard her sing. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. 
night is over, the show went great. So I finally got another hitter up for a day. She said, yes. I couldn't believe. She said, I totally agree. My mom told me only for Roshin. But I finally found a girl who likes me within. Here's this girl who's liking me for me. Not caring on the mad D double Z. Must have passed for a great days. So we even have match tattoo. What's mine is hers, what's hers is mine. Met each other's parents, both like it's just fine. I'm as happy as can be, can nothing go wrong. When you ask me, I'm happy to live on and on. That's your own fault. Wait, is my mind deceiving? I fell asleep backstage. This whole time I was dreaming. Man, I can't believe it. My mind was deceiving. The whole time I was dreaming. She was never ever seen. Bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover. Then tell him that his lonesome nights are.